0: Di amo so shakati da mo sasha ti. Di amo ko ya sa ta mo sa I Ha ya mo so ko ya da mo sa sha telephone on the throne of God mo so ka nyanda di mo The telephone is ringing di amo so sha ta. Mo ko ya You know God already answered before He even picked the phone up di anda mo so he answered. Not answering with a hello. He answered the call. He answered whatever the request was made known. He answered everything that we make known. See, we have to really see what God is doing right now. We have to learn how to sit back and watch our God move. Because that's what he does. He moves. I'll never forget Habakkuk said, that's the most prophet that's very, very mold, not ashamed, not afraid. Three chapters of Habakkuk, three chapters. And it started out with his complaint God, how can you watch bad things happen to your children? And it looked like the ones who don't live unto you are winning. And God's response to Habakkuk, his response was, why don't you station yourself? Because you're going to be utterly amazed. I'm always moving. It may not look like it, but you always win, even when it doesn't look or you feel like it. And he said, okay, well, I'm going to station myself. Because I can't wait to see you punish them. I can't wait to see them groan and moan. I can't wait to see them gnashing teeth. I cannot wait to see them cry out. I cannot wait for those who persecute to be persecuted back. I can't wait for the tick for tack. I cannot wait for them to have a knife back in their back. I cannot wait for you to cut them off short. I can't wait, God. Go ahead and move, God. Go ahead and punish them, God. Go ahead and strike them, God. I don't even care if they Die, God, because they hurt us so much. They did things too much to us too long, and we can't take it anymore. Hurt them, God. God strike them dead. God cursed them with the curse. God cursed them with this, and God cursed them with that. We can't take it anymore. I'm stationed to hear what you have to say because I'm called to be a prophet. And I hear what you say, and I'm going to deliver what you say. And I can't wait for you to tell me that it's time for them to be punished. I can't wait. I'm waiting, God. I'm looking at them. Yeah, they been mean. Yeah, God. They disrespecting. Yeah, God. They fired me. Yeah, God. I'm hurting. Yeah, God. I've been lied on. Yeah, God. I've been rejected. Yeah, God. It looked like my enemies are getting away with distancing themselves from your goodness. God, I can't wait till you tell me. Go ahead and say something. I can't wait for you to have me to go do something. God, come on, come on, come on! Curse, 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 curse! And God say, Habakkuk, receive a revelation. Write it down and make it plain. God had a different message. He had a different message. That's where it comes from. When it comes to a vision, write it down and make it plain. That's the message of God. Everybody wins, Habakkuk. I don't desire to punish anyone, Habakkuk. I so love the world. I gave my only son, Habakkuk. Why you want me to punish those who hurt you, Habakkuk? Why you want me to cut those off who disrespect you, Habakkuk? Why you want me to have people to lose what they have worked hard to receive, Habakkuk? People have been walking with me for years. Why do you want me to turn my back on them? Why you want me to be a God? I'm not, Habakkuk. Why do you want me to be rude? Why do you want me to stop caring, Habakkuk? Why do you want me to get them? Why do you want to sick me on them like a dog, Habakkuk? Habakkuk, I'm not that God. I'm not I love. I'm kind. I'm gentle. I'm faithful in all my attributes, Habakkuk. You are my messenger, Habakkuk. You have to humble yourself, Habakkuk. You can't want me to kill and steal and destroy. That's not who I am, that's a different father, Habakkuk. That's Satan, Habakkuk. That's Satan, Habakkuk. That's not me, that's not me, that's not what I do. I cause every single one of you to prosper. Even those who done the worst unto you, they still shall prosper. Even those who have raped, they shall too prosper. Even those who have murdered and slander, a shall to prosper. Any form of arsonist, cannibalism, Shall to prosper. No matter what form of sin it is, no matter how nasty you think it is, I have given my son to take care of all of it. You shall to prosper, Habakkuk. Write down what I say and make it plain. That means don't put your words in, Habakkuk. Don't exaggerate, Habakkuk. Don't try to manipulate, Habakkuk. You ever been around somebody and it's like, why are you so loving when I keep wanting to hate? That's Christ in you the hope of glory. See the joy is set before you you won't miss because you know you've been marked you won't miss your blessing because there's no way you're going to look anywhere else you know you came this far and it's not just for you but those who are around you are prospering too so we got to keep the atmosphere shifted no matter how many times it seemed like we have to keep uplifting it we got to keep it shifted because the greater one remains as the greatest on the inside as he who is in the world so we got to keep releasing the great i am upon it. anything that seemed to be the great it's not you understand? God was reminding Habakkuk, I'm not that God. That's another That's another false God. That's Satan. That's not me. I don't kill, steal, and destroy because of what others may do to you, what they have done to you. I know you've been persecuted for so long. I know you've probably been whipped. I know you've probably been raped. I know you probably had people who kill your loved one for no reason at all or whether it could have been not even a reason to kill. But I'm not that God. I'm not that God, all of you. All of my children, I'm not that God. I want you to go to those who don't love you. I want you to release my love upon those who don't serve you, who don't consider you, because that's who I am. No matter what you do, I'm still standing. I would never be moved outside of anything because I am who I say I am. I don't move concerning my love for you. I am faithful. I am loyal in you just like your father. So make sure you aware of what your request and how you think it's going to be made known unto me. I only hear words of kindness. I only hear words of gratitude, I only hear words of love, it doesn't matter if someone's not loving you, you don't stop loving, you don't stop praying, you don't pray from anger, you don't pray from distress, you don't pray from offense, you don't pray from fear, you don't pray from guilt, you don't pray from intimidation, you don't pray from manipulation, you don't pray from denial, you pray from the truth, you pray from acceptance, you pray from healing, working power, you pray for miracles, you pray from signs, you pray from wonders. You pray from an open heaven. You pray from your citizenship. You pray from seated at the right hand of me. You pray for having a blood bought right, a blood bought right. You pray because I am that good unto you. You pray because you're my image. You pray my likeness. You are a child of mine. You pray like me. You talk like me. You walk with me. You stay with me. You pray like that to me because I am who I say I am and you are who I say you are and nothing can change about any of that because I am your God stay with me, stay with me, stay in my ways, stay in the way how I talk, stay in the way how I think, don't go astray, don't start doubting now, don't start looking around now, don't start doubting now, don't start gossiping now, don't have the devil at the table, don't let him in your house now, don't let him be with nobody who's coming in your house right now, no, kick him to the curb by, keep on, declare the word, keep on and keep on, people are not going to tell you how they're healing, many of us got to gather each other up, come on y'all, Things are happening to us that don't happen before, never happened, that don't normally happen. We got to pray, y'all. We got to pray. Is that for everybody to no, know, but we got to pray because I feel demons present. I feel demons present. I'm acting foolish. I'm thinking foolish. Everybody is not going to expose what they're going through. Some are just that open and say, you know what? I need help, y'all. Please pray my in in the Lord. I I I don't lie. I don't cuss. I don't I don't smoke a piece of weed or whatever it is. I don't cheat. I don't did all kinds of things. I need y'all to help me. Come on, come on. Everybody is not like that. And through my experience and testifying myself by me having, you know, a covering anointing of just preaching the gospel verbally, like we all called to preach, but I'm called to, you know, release a word out in society. Everywhere I go, God use me prophetically. And the thing about it is, is that people know you, people look up to you, people, you know, really, really honor you. And you don't want everybody in your issues. So you try to handle them the best way you can. And you, you know, Get out of that thing, become better. It's not hiding anything, it's that you're in your secret place with God and you're allowing yourself to abide in Him. You're allowing yourself to align with Him and you're allowing the healing to take place within. And there you go, outwardly being transformed on the inside, outwardly, and it's blessing the people around you successfully. You understand? It's not always, hey guys. I have lied again. Hey, guys, you know, we don't call each other out. We don't even call ourselves out for what we do, for what we know we should not do. Just continue to pray each other's strength in the Lord. And I know me as a mother, I know when it comes to me and my home, it's no one's business what goes on with me and my home when it comes to me and my son continuing to stand all we do is stand but God will have me to testify what he's doing in and through us, how he have me to, that he be glorified in and through me and my child. Because as for me and my house, we shall to serve the Lord. And any devil that thinks it's going to come in, it cannot come in. It has no invitation to even walk in my place of residence. You understand, only heaven lives here. And sometimes many of us lose sight of, just like I have in the past, and I brought a demon, a devil up in my own home. Come on, somebody. And sometimes we, we don't pick it up. Until the demon came to do what it came to do, then we start realizing, hold on, things starting to happen in here. We starting to argue out of nowhere or, or I'm starting to get sudden phone calls that I'm not I'm not feeling. You know, things starting to happen that's not okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is not an angelic atmosphere. This is demonic. Let me get this demon up out of here. And many of us are going through that right now. The last episode I pulled back, it was a little wordy. It was like it wasn't necessary to even speak about you know, even I'm growing so much more on each realm. See, I've never been on this realm before today. So I had to take away what I would have said yesterday away today. This is today's portion of a new realm. Sit back and watch God move. And It doesn't mean sit back literally. It means rest. I'm going to give you some Bible references so you can know that God's still the same. You know, i just giving you, you know, Habakkuk and God. His end result was write it down what I'm about to tell you, because I'm about to bless all my children that everybody prospers from this. You understand the reason why, you know, Jonah was so pissed off with his assignment because he's a prophet that made he could see parts of the future. And he knew that the Assyrians, those in Nineveh, which takes two years to even get around the town. That's how big it is. It takes two years to get around the whole town, the whole city of Nineveh. And a hundred years later, after Jonah went through all that with God, they still were rebellious. And there goes the book of Nahum. But anyway, Jonah is said to be portrayed as Christ because of the three days and three nights. And also because he went to go to sleep in the midst of a storm. But there's a difference. Christ had peace, Jonah did not. Christ commanded peace to be still. Jonah had to confess the storm came because of him. He didn't just walk away to go to sleep in the midst of chaos. No one could sleep on a boat when it looks like it's about to tip over. No, he felt ashamed. He felt guilty. Because there go innocent men who's suffering because when I chose to disobey regarding my assignment, the voice of God to do. Now these men crying out to a false God. And I know my God is true. I know my God is the one doing this. I can't even watch these men go through this. Let me go in the bottom of the boat and just lie down. He was just so sick of his disobedience that he just wanted to be quiet and not say nothing about it. See, the men came to him. He didn't go to the men. So the men never came to him. What would have happened? Would Jonah had said something then? No, he wouldn't have. It took them to come to Jonah. Hey, hold on. I know, daggone well, you are not going down here. When we up here calling on our God, you to call on yours too. And Jonah felt, you know, the guilt. And when people are bold, with their confessions and bold, you know, with their prayer requests and bold with their declarations concerning you, it will cause us to come to a place of repentance. And that's what Jonah did. Forgive me. It's so amazing that Jonah means dove. And you know what's so amazing? Holy Spirit appeared in the form of what? A dove. And you know what's so much amazing about that? Christ said to Peter, you know, Simon Bar-Jonah. <laughs> Simon Barjona. <laughs> Simon, son of Jonah. <laughs> Simon, son of Jonah. Simon, son of Jonah. That means a lot. That's a whole nother lesson. But anyway. So he wound up telling the truth because he had to repent. He felt the conviction sitting there. So he just God approached and he told the truth. I am a Hebrew. This is my God who is doing this. My God is the God that's responsible for it all. He's the highest. So these men are so thoughtful to say, okay, we're going to take you back to the land so we can let you go do what you're supposed to do so we all can live. Why did God cause a storm to become more severe? Why didn't God stop the storm when he admitted he had sinned? Because when God is moving regarding judgment, there's nothing we can do but repent. And there are chastisement that comes with repentance sometimes. Because it's like God kept on trying to tell us and we kept denying what he said. So now we about to reap ways of death because we did not choose words of life. So there goes him in a belly Of a big fish. That looks like death. He don't know what's going to happen to him. All he can do is. Release a song. Of a remembrance. Of how God spares him. How God delivers him. And how he wanted to do it right then and there. The reason why God caused that storm. To become more severe. Because he already gotten up and moved. How many times that you and I. Disobeyed God. So many times that he got up and moved. And we began to reap. We came with that negative deed. We begin to see God's attitude concerning our disobedience. See, everything still goes in effect when it comes to blessing and cursing. But when it comes to a sacrifice, it's grace based now due to a covenant. But when it comes to his word, he never, never changes it. It applies for us because he is For us. Who could be against us? Who can be against us? Let's not be the one be against us. Let's not become the accuser who's accusing us. Let us not be the oppressor who's oppressing us. Let's not become pressure with the one who's trying to pressure us. Let's stay redeemed from the one who has redeemed us. Let's stay blessed from the God who is blessing us. Let's stay gracious from the God who is so gracious concerning us. There are times when God will sit back and watch us work it out. But if it's not happening, that's like the parents in the home. Okay. Now I got to step in. Y'all still go back and forth. You still not being nice or you still trying to be bossy or you still doing this to your siblings. Now I got to step in. I tried to let you handle it, but you guys not working it out. So now I have to stand up and move on your behalf. And that's what God does to us. The difference between Christ's storm and Jonah's storm is that Jonah caused his own storm Christ ceased his storm by commanding peace to be still regarding any storm so don't be Jonah be Jesus in the situation what would Jesus do when you at the table with your friends and your people and subjects coming up? What would Jesus do? What would Jesus say? Because he's sitting there watching every word and every deed that we do. What we do in secret, we shall be rewarded openly. That is God's desire for us to remain blessed. He never intends that we lie in secret, that we deny in secret, that we You know, gossip is secret, tear down is secret. How can we ever be rewarded openly from a deed that's not even of God? So you have Habakkuk's testimony. God bless me to give you Jonah's testimony. Now I'm about to give you Moses' testimony. You got to remember, guys. 400 years of slavery. That's so many generations since Joseph. They don't know what it was like to be prosperous. All they have is the stories, the testimonies. And many are like, well, those days are long gone for us because we all we know is poverty. All we know is captivity. All we know is, you understand, slavery. All we know is stress and being in distress. All we know is feel like we you know, are not conquering, being conquered. That's all we know. We don't know what it's like to win. We don't know what it's like to be dominant. We don't know what it's like to rule or reign. We don't know what it's like to receive the richness, the land flowing with milk and honey. We're not aware of that type of living. We wasn't here when Joseph was here. We are the sin that's weighed down from Joseph. Now let me talk to you a little bit about Moses. I'm gonna open you up a little bit more about Moses. See, now his cover's blown. See, now many already aware of he's a Hebrew, lived in the palace. Everybody aware of his testimony. Yeah, he's the one who was adopted. He was the one who was spared from all the other Hebrew boys. Yeah, he didn't, you know, his mother spared him. They kept him. Everybody knew about Moses because Moses began to be bold about who he was. As a Hebrew, it wasn't about him hiding. Not anymore. When God brought them back, it was for the assignment. And they knew Moses was back in town. Everybody talks. And they definitely was talking, not just the Hebrews, even the Egyptians. Oh wow, what? Because you gotta remember. The woman in the palace. She didn't talk about her finding him. Because the purpose was to actually kill him. So her purpose was to spare him and raise him. So the Egyptians are now realizing they also have talked within the years, in the 400 years. Wait a second. He didn't get killed. And when they found out, they still didn't murder him. You understand? So you have to look at all of that in the atmosphere. The Egyptian side of it, oh, he got away. The Hebrew side of it was coming out of this. There goes God telling Moses, go to Pharaoh, which is Ramses II. Go. See, Moses used to live in the palace. Now he's approaching the palace saying what God is saying against everything they are for. Let the people go. See, God could have said, Moses, go get them. Come on, y'all, let's go. No, because God moves in decency and in order. Just like Jonah, God caused a storm for those men to become bold and go approach Jonah. No, tell him what it is, Jonah, because he wasn't going to say nothing. He was going to go act like he didn't know what was going on. And all of a sudden, God had him to admit what he done because he was not going to say anything. He's going to sit there and let them men perish and he perished right with them. And you know what's so amazing about that? Them men probably was wondering where and what happened to him. Let's think a little bit further than that. Did they ever see Moses? I mean, excuse me, did they ever see Jonah again? What was their outcome with that? They're giving their lives to God. So I'm sure they begin to pray for him. The guy, Jonah, the Hebrew boy, you know, now we serve you, God, because they became converted. Now we serve his God. We bless him. Don't let him die. Don't, don't. And I can imagine their intercessions caused that fish to bleh him out. At night. At night, three days and three nights. If it was during the daytime, it would have been four days and three nights. He called them out at night, he called them out before 12 a.m. So, 1 p.m. till 11 59 p.m. Anytime between then, he called them out. He vomited him up. All of a sudden, that whale began to feel nauseous. This doesn't feel good. But it was okay for three days and three nights until this day. Those men are praying for Jonah. Jonah praying in the belly. And that whale began to just squirm around and cough that human being and vomit that human being out. Now, here goes Moses. God moves in decency and in order. I'm going somewhere with this. Please stay with me. Now, there goes Moses. There goes Moses. With the first plan. Let my people go. No. They don't think that the Egyptians didn't see. Don't think the Egyptians didn't know. And the Israelites didn't know. Because I'm going to tell you like this. The Israelites were not affected. They weren't affected by that stuff. It went to no effect for them. So they wasn't affected. But the Egyptians, they reaped every single curse of a plague. There goes the water turning into blood. Oh no, uh-uh, this is it. Uh, Ramses the second. Let the people go. No, I'm not. Very stubborn mind. Watching his people suffer. But guess what? It was around the Israelites, but it did not attack them. Not one plague. They were there in the land. They were still being slaves. Still doing labor. Still being hungry. Tortured. And yet, nothing is touching them. Nothing is affecting them. Nothing. Nothing. Then all of a sudden, there goes death present. Every male boy, every male animal, firstborn. And he realized, my son is dead. I can't take this. See, the devil came to destroy. There goes death present. I can't take it. Get him out of here. I feel bad. I was so stubborn. I went so far with my my stubbornness. I went so far with my selfishness. I went so far with my sinful nature. I went so far with my negative behavior that it cost my son his life. Get out of here. Only if I just let them go during a knife plague, my son would still have been here. But I went over to the fifth one. I should have let him go to the first one. See? God moves in decency and order. So you can imagine the Egyptians like, let them get out of here. They not even reaping what we reaping. It took three days to clear the frogs. You can imagine that. They like, get them out of here. Please get them out of here. This is disgusting. You, you can imagine how many of them were approaching. I'm going to make so many scenes about some of these things. I'm talking about starting now because you, I need to, you to see this as a movie scene. Frogs all over the place even a stench of blood as water. Come on, that is just so, you can just imagine the smell everywhere they went. Then you know, all of a sudden, you know, they going to the II, hey, look, man, let them go, man. They going to approach him. Let them go. We're suffering, man. They are not suffering. We're suffering. They suffering so bad, they don't even have them to do no labor no more. Y'all just, just move. They don't even know what to do to Israelites. Like, you know, do we still, you know, build bricks? You know, do we still build build stuff? You know, build whatever we were building. What do we do? We don't know what to do. This never happened before. They begin to see God move for the first time, many of them. Because many begin to doubt because they've never seen God mighty act. Oh my goodness. This this is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob we've been talking about. We've been serving. Oh my goodness. Oh God. What tribe? Yeah, what tribe? Yeah, They they got Dan family over there. They got Reuben family over there. They got Nathalie, Zembalon family over there. Isaac family over there. Levi family over there. Judah, Simeon family over there. Come on. Asher. God. Benjamin. Family over there? There goes God. Moving decency and order. Okay. He always let the accuser release. Okay. Get out of here. Get out. Get out. Even though. Let's go right here to God's hearkening the hearts. And God, you know, hearken a hard heart. It doesn't mean I'm going to force you to do good. I'm going to force you to do right. No, what it means is that that sin going to tear you up so much. And I mean, emotionally, that conviction going to sit in so much that you going to cry out and you're not going to want to do nothing but do the right thing. I can't hold this in. You know, that's like if somebody's been accused for something that you did. I can't let you sit back and keep going through this. Some of us did it for like 20, 30 years. Oh my God, you've been accused of something I've done for 20, 30 years. I'm so sorry. It wasn't you who robbed that house, I robbed that house. Please forgive me. I slept with your man, girl. I'm sorry. This is your man, baby. Yes, I only like, know who the father was or some stranger in the street. No, it's your husband. This is the guy who shot my cousin. Hmm. This is the drunk driver who ran us over. This is the bus driver who ran past us. Stan and made us late for work and we got fired. Because they didn't want to hear our excuse, and he was telling the truth. This is my accuser. And then they were yelling, Father, punish them. They were yelling at Moses, you put us all the way out here for this. So, this is what God does. He set us up to feel good to fall again. How can he be like this? You say we always win. We're losing. Winning and see yourself losing. That means losing sight of what's happening. Hallelujah. So all that to say regarding your life, my life, God is moving in decency and in order. Any person that has been troubling you, no matter where it came from, God is bringing them to total repentance. Many people are stubborn. Don't ever think God didn't come to them about you. Some are just keep telling God no. And you don't know what they're going through because people are not going to tell you. They're going through it. Everybody's not going to say you know what? I'm going through it because I'm supposed to be doing this, and I'm not doing it. Who gonna say that? Who gonna say that? Not too many confessed. Where Jonah confessed, and he wouldn't confess if those men wouldn't approach them. They were pretty much playing rock, paper, scissors with him. Look, rock, paper, scissors. We gonna approach him. Okay, come on, rock, paper, let's go. You understand? See, Christ was letting them know that I can stop all of this if I want to. I can call a host of angels to come and rescue me, but I want to walk this out so you can walk out and walk on top and sit back where you're seated on high. If I don't complete this task the way it's written for me, prepared before me, you won't be talking to me anymore. You won't be calling on me anymore. You won't even know who I am anymore. You won't even spend eternal life with me anymore. You won't even see your father anymore. You'll be cut off from grace forevermore. You won't know what mercy feels like. You won't know what grace feels like. You won't even know what restoration and restitution even looks like. You would die eternally. You would not die if I finish. You will rise if I complete this. So you want me to do this. Let's go to Matthew. Let's go to Matthew 16, 20, 22, 23. Now, I want to talk to you about, thank you, Holy Spirit, Peter. Why did Christ have to rebuke Satan? Because of what Peter said. Why didn't Christ rebuke Peter. Why did Peter even rebuke Christ? See, Christ didn't rebuke him because he rebuked him. He rebuked the accuser. Let me tell you, when God says our enemies, it doesn't mean that we are each other enemies. No, it means that we became under the influence of the enemy. And now we are walking around under the influence as an enemy. No, you are not my enemy. You're my brother, my sister. But if you see me as the one that you are against, that means you no longer for the God in me. You no longer even for me. You no longer support me. You no longer act in the ways that we supposed to act originally amongst each other, towards each other, for each other. How can you love me and you are against me? How can you want to do good unto me and you can't stand me? So you became the opposite of me. You you became the opposite, which is my enemy. You became just like the father of lies against me. But we don't wrestle against flesh and blood but we have to snatch you out of the enemy hallelujah it's not to say no you a devil you a demon no 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 no. that's not true if I say that that means I became possessed with a demon because only demon tells lies I can't walk with God and lie there's no way I can those who worship in spirit and in truth And go back to the subject of what God was telling me to talk about when it came to Peter. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let me tell you where it came from. Peter's rebuke wasn't from unbelief because he knew the purpose of Christ appointing him to be one of the original 12. That's why he chosen Peter because Peter knew that Christ came. They heard about Christ. They knew about the purpose. And they walk it right there with it naturally. We are the chosen generation to walk with you. Now think about the 12 originally. Did they already know they were going to be chosen? Did they ever have a vision and dream about what they're about to do? Were they aware of what he was going to use them to do? What was their lives like before Christ came and chosen them? Was they already aware they were chosen? Just like you and I are already aware of our calling? Because we've already seen it beforehand before it actually goes into fruition. Isn't that something to think about? Now, the reason why Christ was rebuked by Peter, not because Peter didn't believe, no, it was because Peter became afraid. See, offense comes from fear. And that's why Christ went at Satan for trying to have Peter be afraid. Because Christ was talking about, okay, I'm going to be crucified, I'm going to be betrayed. You know, they're going to do this. They're going to do that. And Peter like, nah, because if you die, if they kill you, what's going to happen with us? Peter started to panic like we normally do with fear. What's going to happen with us? If you die, who going to help us? If you die, who going to protect us? If they do that to you, they might do that to us. He became scared. He became scared. Just like John the Baptist, he became scared. He began to doubt because Satan was coming to offend him as the offender. Remember, John the Baptist is Christ's quote unquote natural brother. I mean, excuse me, cousin. Due to Elizabeth and Mary being cousins. But you could tell that John and Christ didn't really, you know, do much together. Because John had no idea that Christ was coming when he was on his way. That mean, y'all didn't talk much. Even though y'all love so well. He baptized Christ. And he knew. That it was Christ. Because he already prophesied. When I. You know. Baptized the Messiah. Holy Spirit will come upon him. He already knew that. So he knew that was Christ. But then when he got locked up. He sent two men out. Go ask. Is he the one? But how did you not. Know that he was the one, John. What's wrong? What's going on? See, when we forget, we became offended. When we forget that God is good, when we forget that God is faithful because that bill came, then I became offended by the bill. If I become offended by persecution, if I become offended by trouble on every side, then I'm losing sight of who God is. I'm denying God. See, when I'm offended, I'm denying God. You are denying God. It went from his will, his way, his emotions, to now my thoughts, my ways, my emotions. Because I became offended. Offense comes from fear. Why would John ask, is it him or should we look for another? Will you baptize them, John? He became offended in prison. You understand? Did you say no one else has done these miracles? Go back and tell them the miracles I have done for you. So you won't have to ask me this again. Because no one else can do this but me. You understand? So we have to remember. That's how we stay away from offense. When we remember God is before me. Therefore, who could be against me? I can't forget that because there are going to be situations that try to come and rob that from me. So enjoy what God is doing. He's moving in decency and in order because many of you are in a situation like Moses and Pharaoh. Many of you are like the Israelites in Egypt, not in the wilderness, in Egypt because many of you are on a job Or somewhere that you were told you have to go somewhere else. And many didn't. Many quit. Many, you know, got fired. Or many just went alongside and did it. It was out of your control. And you knew why. And it wasn't always for a good reason. Sometimes it was just to hold you up. To hold you off. To be a stumbling block. A stepping, you know, block. Where you are stepping stone. You step over stones. You understand? You step over blocks. You cast down mountains. You see stars. You break chains. You pull down strongholds. And you've been doing that the entire time. See, those Israelites survived 400 years, they survived. But they still had a slavery mentality. They, they complained because all they knew is brutality. So they was robbed in themselves from their kingdom reality. That's why God spared them so much because they didn't know him. And we're like, you know what? they making golden casts. They know better than that. They didn't walk with God like the others have during the time of Joseph, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They were descendants of them just in poverty. So you can imagine how many of them stopped believing in God, but just knew they were a children of God. Yeah, you believe in Him. Yeah, okay, but well, you got your fifth cousin, your sixteenth cousin saying, "You know what? Well, whatever." I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a part of it, but because y'all are, that's the only reason. That's the only reason because you guys are. I'm not because I. I mean, if he's so much of God, then how come they didn't go through what we going through? Why are we going through this? Why are we got to go through this? Why are we have to keep going through this? This is not fair to me. This is not fair to us. He' supposed to be good. Why are he doing this? Like many of us say right now, how long do I have to keep going through this? God, come on, let me get through this. And the thing about it is, is that God is causing the personal people who have tried to hold you up, try to stop you from going forward, who have gotten in your way without being in your way. Because some of us are under other people's authority, under other people's supervision under other people's management and leadership that we really have to listen if we want to be submissive and we have to be patient and wait for us to be released to whatever God wants to do with us regarding any other place, any other form of space. You understand the Lord has to have his way. He moves in order. He's not going to just have you to disregard all the people who caused you to be where you didn't want to be or wasn't supposed to be because even though it wasn't, how God had it for you, he's still written it down, how it worked itself out for your good. Because so much have happened because of it. Look how much you were spared because of it. So much have happened at that old location that God blessed you out of it. You don't know where it would have been. You don't know how bad it would have been for you. Thank God he spared you. If Joseph wasn't in prison, Joseph probably would have, you know, denied. He would have probably fell into that woman's trap eventually. She kept filling on him, kept feeling. He probably would have said, come on then. Okay. Okay. All right. God spared him. No, go to prison. Let me lock you up. Because he probably would have ended up killing someone. He probably would have ended up running away from the promise. Let me make my way back home and tell my father what they have done. You never know. God has to lock him up. He moves in decency. and in order. You understand? So we have to come up higher with his decency. And you know what his decency is? That everybody prosper. Look, everybody in the palace prosper. They were treating him like an inmate that he was. They fed him incorrectly. He didn't get no baths correctly. Rats down there, mice down there. And yet he interpret a dream and there goes his bath, his perfumes, his shaving, eating the best. And now go get your family. They get the best too. See how God turns it around in order. If we get in the way, it's not going to be in order that everybody, the whole palace prosper and and people in town. Because his dream was, there's a famine coming. So you're going to work a double set of years to take up for the years that there's not going to be any crops, no food. And you can imagine when it was happening, how they felt like, wow, you are the truth. You have to keep being lovely. He didn't go up there and say, man, what's up, man? Why y'all forget about me? Why y'all cry me like that? They never even talked about his time in prison again. It wasn't no need. Many of us feel like how you know Habekah felt. Punish them, nah, I don't, nah, God, don't bless them. Are you gonna bless them and they did that to me? They cursed me. You gonna bless them? They done fire me. You gonna let that company you know survive? Many of us, you know, feel like with people that hurt us in the past. We go on social media, on Instagram, on Twitter, all these accounts. And let me see, let me see what my ex doing. Let me see if they prospering good. Let me, let me see. If they they with somebody. Let me see who they with. Oh, they ain't got nothing on me. Or if somebody looks, you know, well put together, like oh, okay, well I'm happy for them. You know, I'm happy for her. You know, I'm happy for him. You know, good for them. You know, they they got it together. You understand? But what does it matter to go back like that? Why go back in that way of thinking? So, you know, you got to know that God will have people and a person to, you know, release you by filling convicted to be converted and trust me it's happening people are really feeling converted for the things they have done just like we have done we have felt you know convicted to be converted you know and then we can strengthen our brethren we have to be converted in order to strengthen and some of us have to go through a process of being converted again regarding any way shape or form person place or thing Because many of us lost sight of being converted. that we became bound again. that we have to go through the process of, you know, knowing how to accept what God says and not to ever deny again. So God wants everybody to prosper. Look how those guys prosper in the boat. They didn't even serve God. And they wound up serving God. That's why he didn't have that boat to really set back on that shore. Because they wouldn't have served God. They didn't cry out until it became worse here goes the sacrifice to Jonah's god you know he said throw him over okay but don't kill us imagine how they had to feel the rest of their trip you know they threw a man overboard who god is good and they probably was thinking about it and talking about there was a man y'all He disobeyed the God. We just served. We ain't going to disobey him. You know what I'm saying? He got thrown no ain't going out like that. We going to listen to him. We ain't playing with him. He ain't playing with us. This God is real. They left home and came back converted around all kinds of paganism, cannibalism. Uh Uh-uh. We not doing this. There's a different God. They became the woman at the well, two men on a boat. You understand so much in the word that we can just pull from. It just unfolds so beautifully. But everything is happening for you so beautifully. Just let God keep doing it because people like always say, you know what? What I'm trying to do is not working. I thought that, you know, they get fired. I feel good. No, I fired them. I feel bad. I don't wanna fire someone. Now I gotta hire them back. What if they gonna, you know, try to take it out on me? What if they send their family after me? There goes a the process. I done gotten this person way. I done been rude. I have disrespected and rejected. Now I gotta face, you know, a person or people I've been disrespecting and lying on, exaggerating. Oh my God, I feel so bad. Every time we sin, we feel convicted. And everybody don't know how to deal with healing. Some heal being angry. Some heal trying to accuse the innocent one like they were at fault. No, if, it, if you weren't right there, I wouldn't have hit you. No, if you were home on time, I wouldn't have cheated. Come on, you better stop. <laughs> you understand? How are we going to blame somebody for the decisions that we made? That's not what God ever wants us to do. Understand? I understand too. Hallelujah, because the greater one on the inside of me, same as you. So allow God to have you to continue to receive your breakthrough. You know, people, you don't know how it's going to turn out, but you know that God is releasing you. You know, wherever he wants to release any of us, no matter what person, place or thing or any way, shape or form, he can release you to a new way of living, release you to a different spot, release you. It doesn't matter. (laughs) What we're not going to do is put a word there in detail that he didn't say. So you can feel what God is doing it through you. Listen to the word that God used me to say to you that you already feel confirmation about. You know, many of us thinking, okay, well, I'm just going to go ahead and just, you know, whatever. No, God doesn't want that because you are whosoever. So it's not whatever. God wants to prosper all of you. If If me and a group of guys and girls, a group of us, like 15 of us not seeing eye to eye, we all arguing. God is the center of it all. He's gonna make sure we leave that place feeling so good and shut that devil up. He gonna leave us probably locked in that room till we get it together. You understand? For real. Lock a husband and wife in a room till they work it out. They come out there with a baby. <laughs> They've been there for a whole year. <laughs> come out with three of them, went in with two. <laughs> You understand? Hallelujah. Went and asked to. (laughs) Hallelujah. I thank God so much. Just enjoy what God's doing, because He's dealing with things. He having us to, you know, come to repentance. You know, forgive me. Everybody not gonna say that. Some gonna say forgive me in all kinds of ways. Some gonna say forgive me by acting like they didn't do anything. Hey. Some may just say, you know, I'm starting fresh as if I never did anything. Okay, well, and who are we to say, don't pretend I didn't know you did that. <laughs> you understand? We can't do that. It's like, okay, all right, I get it. Okay, you went out like you didn't. Okay, fine. Okay, because we over it. You understand? The Pharaoh never said nothing to Joseph about his treatment down there. It was up to him how he got treated treated down there. And now here you are, blessing this man like mine. Now, imagine the one who remembered him. He probably don't forget me, Joseph. You know, look out for me. Hook me up, man. Because I hooked you up. And you think Joseph said, yeah, two years later. "Mm Mm-mm. You understand? Wow. All because of his dream that he was denied. That's the only reason why. Hallelujah. So just let God be God in your life. Let God continue to do what he does in your life. Everything is unfolding already. Everything is already happening for you. I am so happy for you. Because so many blessings are happening right now. And people know it's happening for you. Don't think it's going to stay the way it is. People are going to celebrate you. People are going to just have a different heart concerning what God's saying to you. Because every demon will bow before you. Because you are a carrier of God. You have the greater one on the inside of you. So there's no need to talk about anything other than, you know what God, you are so good. We're coming together and talk about good. We're not coming together and talk about bad. I don't care what someone say. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't even matter as long as we stand on our own two feet and keep on moving forward. You're going to reap everything that you have sown over and over and over again. Do you understand? God's give me another assignment right now. I have to go to a different audience. Moko, I love you. That means great, great, great. Mm-hmm. Moko is a form of a great praise. Yeah. Hallelujah. A great praise. I love you. I thank God for you. You know, God is going to have people to release you with love release you with repentance, release you. It's not like, okay, my life is in your hands. No, your life is in God's hands. But some people have, you know, the authority to place you where you don't want to be out of your control. But God is releasing them to convict them to have them to release you. But you have to see it through and it's happening now for you. So how things appear to be It may seem like it's different or it seemed like this going on, but it's what God has going on because he's the one who's doing you right when Satan was trying to do you wrong. So continue to enjoy what God is doing because people are going to say in so many ways, you know, I was wrong. Okay, go ahead. You, you released, you released, you released, go back to, you know, your job, You have your job back. Can you come back to work? Can you come back home? Mm. Whew. I was seeking God regarding what He put in my heart. There is a, there are, excuse me, a couple of you that you have a. A significant other who want you back home and you're like you know what I love you but it wasn't really good with you I was not in a good place with you I never been doing so good in my life and I'm without you so I'm really feeling like this is God saying be away from you because I'm doing better without you and the thing is I am not giving a word to give you you know why because God wants to be the one who give it to you I feel it But I don't have any words in detail to say. But God say, look up so you can look out. Look up at him. Yeah, he got a word. He is the the one who releases the word unto you. He's not going to ever be silent to you. You know, listen to what he has to say because there are some changes that have to be made. Ooh, some changes have to be made. I'm not talking about the relationship. I don't know how long you've been in it. But some changes have to be made where you are. Some changes have to be made where you are. Some changes have to be made where you are. Some changes have to be made where you are. Where you currently are, some changes have to be made. And it's going to happen so smoothly. Because God is doing it how he wants to do it. Just submit to whatever he put in your heart to do. Whenever he does. But changes have to be made. I don't know where you are on this planet. Is it Africa, Asia? Even if it's in my own country. But God says, I got you. The changes have already been made. The changes that you have to make. Don't be afraid. Don't overthink. Just follow me as I continue to lead you we need to be i love you greater is using us than he was in the world